Crystal Hall, and I want to welcome you to the 13th episode of Overcomer, Living a Full Life After. So I just want to remind you that this is a podcast for women and men who are facing an unexpected life event. So for me, that unexpected life event was being blindsided by my then husband, um, who told me that we were done about two months after we had purchased a new home. And so it really was an unexpected event. It wasn't something that I had ever planned for. I will say that I spent a number of months afterwards trying to figure out exactly what happened. There were many days where I didn't want to get out of bed and couldn't think about what my life would be like without having him as part of my daily life. And so it has been a journey. I am almost two years out. The day of what I consider to be the bomb drop was July 2nd, 2017. So I'm about a month out from the two years. I'm still on this journey. You know, I'm still consider myself in recovery mode and trying to figure out what I'm going to be doing, you know, for the rest of my life. Now, as a single person, you know, I am a mom, I am a grandma. And so I'm very fortunate and grateful for that aspects of my life. But I fully expected at this time to also still be married. Part of what my process has really been is I did not want to be bitter. I really think that I have made a conscious decision as I say that, you know, I'm going to be better over bitter. We often hear that phrase, but then there's also the idea of choosing optimism over pessimism, that these types of events are life altering and we can either be victimized by it or we can overcome it. Most days I try to choose hope over despair and I try to choose faith over fear. That's where I'm at. And today's podcast is going to be focusing on the past in the sense that I'm going to discuss regrets that I had over the six months of when I was really trying to do everything I could to convince my now ex-husband to stay married to me. And then looking at where I'm at now and focusing on renewal. That's basically the title of today's podcast is Regrets and Renewal. At the very beginning, obviously, when the bomb was dropped, that I went into the process of listening to every single thing that my ex-husband said at the time was was wrong with me and what I did specifically that contributed to the end of our marriage. I really took that criticism to heart and worked for six months 
and trying to fix the things that I perceived that he thought was wrong with me. I did that because at the time I really didn't fully recognize his unhappiness really had very little to do with me. Part of my journey has been on focusing on what areas I have control over in my life and that happiness truly is an inside job. And so I think part of this for me is coming to the realization the parts of my marriage with my ex-husband that probably did contribute to the end of the marriage were fixable. Had either one of us really been willing to talk prior to it becoming to a point of crisis? And there certainly were, I think, red flags. In a sense, during the course of my marriage, there were things that he brought up that he had issues with with me and I didn't take them seriously. Likewise, there were things that he did during the course of the marriage that I took issue with that I would bring up. Or in the case of not wanting to stir the pot, I wouldn't bring up because I just didn't want to go there. What ends up happening is there's resentment that starts developing and you go on, I think, in your everyday life thinking that the strength of the bond between the both of you is going to be what gets you through things. Generally speaking, I'm not a person that holds on to resentment or grudges for very long. I just never anticipated that the things that my husband held on to over the years would develop such a point to where he would see that the only way to fix I guess himself, would be to leave the marriage. That's part of my regret is, I guess, not taking more serious consideration in the things that I probably could have fixed during our marriage. When he dropped the bomb, I really did everything I could to hold on. I did not want to let go to what was comfortable to me. I also, again, like I said before, really tried to do the things that I thought would make my husband happy. And so one of the things that he had mentioned fairly early on, probably about two weeks, maybe three weeks or so after he said that we were done, he didn't leave. He didn't move out. He said that he wanted more freedom. And when I met him, he had a motorcycle. That was one of the things that he brought up that maybe if he had a motorcycle and could just ride to get that sense of freedom back, maybe that would help him through this. I, in a very vulnerable time, I helped him buy a motorcycle. I gave him the down payment. I helped him finance it, you know, using my credit. And so I was a co-signer on the bike. I wish now, two years later, that I would have just said no to him because it is something that I don't think I should have done for him, given the fact of what occurred in the months afterwards, which was essentially, and I've mentioned before, him using this bike to do what he wanted, which meant going out 
after work, coming home whenever he felt like it. Again, if I had been in a better frame of mind, there would have been no way that I would have given him the down payment or co-signed on this motorcycle. So that's a regret that I have. Another big regret that I have is that I stooped to the level of the other woman. And what do I mean by that? I think when somebody gets involved with a married person, they are at a certain level as far as their development goes. Part of what is so hard to do when you are in the midst of this type of a situation is making sure that you're holding on to your dignity because I think that's one of the things that's really essential in that you don't want to look back a year later, two years later, five years later, 10 years later, and say to your yourself I cannot believe I did X. And that's kind of where I'm at now, two years out. I can't even remember what the event was. There was some family event that I had gone to and he did not go with me. I was on my way home. I remember feeling just extremely frustrated because he wasn't with me. I had actually, he had told me that he was going to be gone for a a couple of days in order to get some space that sort of thing. And he told me that there would be no way of reaching out to him. And so I couldn't text him. I knew for a fact that he was communicating with the other woman. I sent her a series of text messages and a series of voicemails when I was coming back from this event. Used words that I'm not proud of, but was in the heat of the moment and just going through months of extreme frustration, extreme grief seeing the end of what I thought was a really good, strong marriage and really placing a lot of blame at her feet. I would say a major regret and I wish that I could look back two years out and say that I didn't do what I did and sending her text messages and voice messages. I wish I would have just let her be convinced, I guess, that she was getting something was worth everything that she was doing, I guess. One of the things that when I look back, those two specific regrets, it's really fear that was gripping me at that time. I had lived a life 30 years with this person, thought that I was going to go to my grave married to him. Either he would die before me and I would still have his last name or I would die before him and obviously have his last name. Everything changed obviously on July 2nd, 2017. So that fear of the unexpected, of the unknown really takes a hold of you. I've mentioned before uh, the writings of Thich Nhat Hanh and how essential he has been in my healing process. One of the quotes that I want to read to you is from his book that I quoted before, but he writes, Fear spoils our lives and makes us miserable. We cling to objects and people like a drowning person clings to any object that's floating by. So think about this, you know, if somebody tells you that they're done, you go back to action speak louder than words. My now ex-husband actions during that seven, six or seven months clearly spoke to the fact that he was done. But my fear of that unknown took such great 
grips over me. I became a different person, a person that I'm not very proud of given who I am. Also recognizing though, because I don't believe that we should hold on to regrets, I was thrust into something that I had no plan for, no experience for. And so while there are regrets, I also forgive myself for being the person I was at that moment, knowing that I could not have done any better. Be gentle with yourself if you're in the midst of all this. I would just encourage you to, if there's something that you want to do, like dash off an angry email or an angry text or an angry voicemail, either to him or to her, to your friends, you know, to your mutual friends, whatever the circumstances, I would just ask that you take a little bit of breathing time, give yourself some space and come back to it and ask yourself, really reflect upon, are you really and truly going to feel good once you have done the thing that you might regret doing? And if there's even that inkling that you might regret it, I would say don't do it. But again, you're letting go, knowing that we can always do better. My next part of this podcast is my renewal, right? So I've I've talked a lot about where I'm at in this process. And I believe I'm finally getting to a place in which I am letting go. I've been able to speak to my ex-husband now a couple of times over the course of the last couple months without having the complete emotional breakdowns that I was having before. You know, that's a sign of progress. It hasn't been about him. It's been about me and who I am and who who is the person and I I have been and want to continue to become over whatever time I have left on this earth. I'm really on this journey of rediscovering who is Crystal. Who does Crystal want to be when she grows up? I'm still a work in progress. I still have setbacks. I recognize that my progress is, there is progression there that comes not from being comfortable. It comes from a constant examination of where I'm at and what I am doing. What are some of the things that I've done over this course of two years through this journey to get to where I am right now. I have gotten two more tattoos. You know, some people aren't a fan of tattoos. I'm a fan of tattoos. One I got right around the time my divorce was being finalized. That I consider my divorce tattoo, if you will. And then my second tattoo I just got this year, and it really is a reflection of as my therapist says, my inner child, in the sense that it symbolizes a nickname I was given growing up. And it it symbolizes kind of who I am as a person, not only in my work life, but in my personal life. Some fun stuff that I've done, um, other fun stuff besides tattoos. For a while there, I was getting eyelash extensions. Um, I did some spa sessions where... 
I did massages and that sort of thing. That was a lot of fun. My apartment, I really felt it was important to be close to the water. So I specifically looked at apartments that were close to the water. So I'm in within walking distance. So whenever I want to get rejuvenated by the ocean, so to speak, I just can walk a couple blocks. I have joined some meetup groups in order to expand my social network. And through that, that I've been able to make some pretty awesome friendships, meet new people, right? I'm writing poetry again, something that I did a lot when I was a teenager, something I've not done for a long time. But, you know, I'm writing poetry again. I'm painting. I've painted a couple of pictures. I'm back to playing the piano and I'm singing. If you happen to be on Smule, S-M-U-L-E, I do some singing on Smule, and so you can look me up. You can, my name is on there, and so if you want to go searching for me on there and maybe join me on a duet on Smule, I'd, I'd love to experience that with you. I think the most important thing is that I am now finally fully aware of who I am and what I want moving forward. And so I want to read to you something that I posted on my Instagram just a couple days ago. So it is a meme that I shared and the meme goes like this. Sometimes we can't choose the music life gives us, but we damn sure can choose how we dance. I wrote the following. Being real here, I've been struggling a bit. Not exactly sure why other than to say I'm having to let go of a lot in order to heal. Letting go of people, expectations, theirs and mine. The future of what I thought it would be. Change is hard. Growth comes from change, which means that's hard as well. I'm reevaluating so much and trying to be mindful of my progress. I'm working on a five-year plan in which I'm truly able to be in this space physically and mentally and metaphorically. I want to be in, not the space others always told me I should be in. That is kind of my renewal, right? Is taking this path that I never expected to be on and really looking at it in some respects, as a gift. Again, that's choosing better over bitter, optimism over despair. We can get really sucked into the things that go wrong in our life. I firmly believe when we are given obstacles, we can choose to let them defeat us, or we can choose to learn from them, and we can choose to grow from them. That's Basically, what I want to say in today's podcast, I want to remind you, I want to remind you that you can find me on a few different platforms as to where you listen to this podcast. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. One of the things that would be really, really helpful to me is that if you would write a review wherever you listen to me. If you write a review, basically it's easier to find me for other people who might need this podcast. So if you would be willing to take a minute to write a review, I'd be really grateful for that. There are other places to find me other than through the different mediums to listen to me. So if you're interested in following me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is I am Crystal Hall and that 
My name is spelled C-H-R-I-S-T-A-L. I also have a blog where I do some writing. The blog is called It's Never Too Late to Try.com. There is a Facebook page for my blog. And then I also have a Facebook group that is specific to this podcast. So look for Overcomer with Crystal. So again, thank you so much for supporting the work that I'm doing. And being able to tell my story It is another thing that is my renewal. I am hoping, again, that others are finding it useful and helpful to them as they go through their own journeys. As always, remember that you are an overcomer and you can live a full life after. <music>